This is Mercy Harper, writer for research services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm here with Andrea Stroud, senior statistician at APQC, to talk about how to teach people about data analytics. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Thank you for having me, Mercy. So, Andrea, I know that you've taught a number of people about analytics, both in terms of teaching people in the business about what you can do for them and how to understand and interpret the results of your work. And you've also taught people without a background in analytics how to do this stuff on their own. So I'm really excited to learn how you turn something that sounds kind of confusing, even intimidating for a lot of folks, myself included, <laughs> into something that's fun, exciting, and achievable. But first, can you tell me a little bit about how you became interested in data and analytics? Sure. Um, well, it's not intimidating, although it does come <laughs> off that way initially. Um, you know, I was in college and it was I was going into my senior year and I had to do an honors thesis. Um, and I was a political science major for undergrad, which was a BA. And so I had lots of math in terms of like calculus, but I had not had statistics. And uh, one of the professors actually sent me down to the applied sociology department to connect with one of the professors who was focused on statistics and research methodology. So I actually worked with the professor during that time and they taught me a lot about statistics. In that process, you know, I really became interested in learning more about the actual methodology of things and how to analyze data. So I was about to figure out what was next. Because again, I was like a poli-sci major and initially my plan was to go to law school. And as I started getting more engrossed in data and my research project, I discovered law school was not what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into research. And so the professor I was working with, his name was Dr. Witte actually, he talked me into coming into the applied sociology department um, into their master's program. And that is where I really got a, a foundational awakening um, on statistics and research methodology. Very cool. And so then did you jump right into that kind of work right away after the master's program? I did. So my first job out of college was working for, it was a company called Tarpool Lot Incorporated. And they did customer satisfaction, customer experience, employee experience research. And yes, that was actually, a, that was like a very foundational job as well, because I learned to apply a lot of what I had learned. So like, I feel like students in school, you learn a lot, you take your tests, but it's a whole different ballgame when you're applying it in the business world, because you're still having to learn like things about the business and you're having to learn how to apply the things you've learned to real life situations. So I jumped into that job and then I also did research work as an analyst at Newspaper Association of America, where I focused on research readership and research sales um, and doing analysis on that. And then I went to doing military research on service members who had been exposed to a blast. So we do pre and post testing and look at the data comparisons to help assess, treat, and monitor concussions. And then I came to APQC and I have focused my, my time on business research. Very cool. It shows you that, uh, you know, this kind of a skill set can really get you into a lot of very different, very interesting positions. So what do you think um, the skills, both hard so skills and soft skills 
are that have been most key to your success working in analytics? So I would say in terms of soft skills, like the first would be someone who's just kind of inquisitive by nature, like natural curiosity. I'm like a super inquisitive person. I like to find answers to questions, healthy skepticism. And that just really helps you be skeptical of your data models and performance, helps you be skeptical of some of the research questions that you're asking. Another one is uh, perseverance and effort. So talent is very important, but I feel like in data, like you have to have, like you have to put in the effort. And sometimes it takes a lot to wrangle large, dirty data sets, data coming from multiple data sources. So like you have to put in the effort there. And then I would say a person should be creative. You have to think outside of the box and think about ways to solve a problem. And so you may not have to follow the traditional method, or you may not look at a model that's been used before. So you have to, you know, look at trade-offs and you have to be creative so that you can determine those trade-offs. Even when it comes down to like the type of question um, that you're going to put on a survey that you're going to analyze, like there's a trade-off every time you ask a certain question, or there's a trade-off if I do one type of analysis versus another. Um, and then just kind of two other really important soft skills are around communication. So it really doesn't matter how good you are at your tech skills and at analyzing data and at wrangling data, you have to be able to communicate the value to other people. And that really kind of goes hand in hand with the next soft skill I was going to talk about, which is business acumen, because you have to be able to tell that story and communicate the story to people. And part of business acumen is just having a deep understanding of the business problem and getting acquainted with everything that you know, you know about the business world and using data to be able to support that. Now, you mentioned hard skills. So obviously, like, I'm just going to, like, make a general comment of math. Like, statistics is really important if you want to analyze data, things like probability, um, even linear algebra or multivariate calculus. So I would say getting those skills. SQL is another tool. It's a query um, tool where you can manipulate data and in a database system you can actually join multiple data sets so that's another skill that I feel like is very important especially now um, because people are dealing with big data and pulling data from multiple sources so that definitely helps some data visualization tools knowledge in that area is important so things like and I'm not saying any are better over another but just listing out some but Power BI Tableau some people even create like dashboards with R and Python so I would say that's really important because it also helps non-data people kind of visualize and be able to tell the story through charts and graphs instead of just looking at numbers on a table. And then another hard skill is actually being able to data wrangle um, and clean data. And you really actually have to have this kind of, I guess goes back to a soft skill, but you have to have a good attention to detail in order to be able to wrangle and clean data because you're not always going to get perfect data. There are going to be data imperfections. You may have to format your data. You may have to deal with missing values. So those are the soft and hard skills that I think are really important when someone's, you know, coming into the field or, you know, trying to learn more about analyzing data. Awesome. Thank you. So next, I wanted to turn to mentoring. Uh, I know that you've done this and you've done it successfully. So if you could just give our listeners a general overview of someone you've mentored and how you prepared yourself and them for success. Yes. 
So um, one of the young ladies that I currently work with, Taffer Cleveland, she's a wonderful, wonderful statistician. She actually started out in our sales group and she worked with data a little bit in sales. She had not used certain data analysis tools other than like Excel, but it was interesting working with her because you know, looking at someone who came from kind of like using Excel to deal with data, she already had some experience, um, you know, in terms of having a good attention to detail and how she looked at data and understanding how to organize data. So she had some of those skills, but in terms of actually analyzing and doing statistics, that was very new to her. So one of the things that I would say when you are preparing someone for data analysis or you're assessing what, what their capabilities are, I would say number one is like, look at what your mentee's background is. So like, what are their knowledge and skills? What are they bringing to the table? Like what classes have they taken before um, in terms of like stats or data classes? What tools do they know how to use? I feel like that's number one. And then number two is really identifying your mentee's motivation. So like, what's their motivation for being in this space? Is it because they want to enhance their knowledge and learn more about a specific research area? You know, is it because they are, you know, just again, looking to expand their skills? Um, do they just want to make a, like a career change and just do something completely different? So understanding that motivation is really important. The third one I would say is dealing with your mentees inexperience and knowledge skills. So once you've assessed what they do know, you then have to kind of go down and assess what is it that they don't know and then seeing where you can supplement that. So whether it's like trainings or boot camps or doing one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions to actually teach them how to use different tools. Um, so like we've looked at here, like I typically use SPSS. I learned on SAS, I know how to use R. So like making sure that like she as a mentee is able to know how to use the tools that we have to use in the course of our work, but also making sure once she has learned that, that she is constantly learning about new tools that are coming up and that are being used out there. Because like when I started doing data, I was just using SPSS and SAS, but now like R and Python came up. So it was like making sure that you stay fresh on what's out there. You may not even use it in your organization, but it's a good idea to know what the capabilities are because different tools have more or more advanced capabilities than some other tools and a lot of flexibility. And some of them is like a difference in cost. So that's, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, but so I would say knowing their inexperiences and where you can fill the gaps. And then, so number four would really be like addressing your mentees misconceptions about data and how to handle data and like how to look at like missing data. If they see missing data, you know, letting them know like what they need to do to like clean the data or if it is the data truly missing. So I say looking at the misconceptions about data analytics and what people think also like kind of showing them how data can be used. I want to say incorrectly because some people will not report ends or they'll have very misleading data. So teaching them how to have an eye out for anything that could look misleading and then show them like, you know, exactly how data should really be reported out and how you really want to communicate that so that people really know exactly what it is they're looking at and what they're getting when you share data and information. Hmm. 
And then the final one is just kind of setting reasonable goals for whatever project you have them working on or whatever analysis plan. I know when Safra came on, we actually sat down and we actually went through an entire like a plan. We laid out uh, almost a curriculum, I guess you would say, for her in terms of how she wanted to ramp up and develop her skills and what areas she wanted to develop in first and most. And then just kind of getting her really like implemented and integrated into some of the projects so she could like, you know, she could get her feet wet and jump right into the pool and and get things going because you can learn a lot by studying and doing like assignments, but really like being assigned to a real research project from beginning to end and working through it. That's how you really learn. Like Mm -hmm. the first project I ever had out of college, like I learned so much of what to do and what not to do. And it was really because my mentor at that time gave me so much feedback. Like that's the other thing is like giving active feedback to your mentee, you know, make it comfortable so that they can ask you questions because you never want a mentee to come to you and you're not able to provide the support that they need. So you want to make sure you can answer questions or at least be there to hear the questions out. You may not even have an answer to everything that they ask, and that's okay. You don't have to know everything as a mentor. When you don't know something, you work to connect your mentee to someone who does. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to know everything. You just want to make sure that like you have an understanding of what the need is and what their question is. And then you can connect them with someone who can, if you are not able to answer those questions. That's a really nice uh, note to end on there because it relates to another question I wanted to ask you, which is, are there any external resources or or opportunities that you would recommend for people that want to learn data and analytics skills? Yeah, there are. So um, externally, I would say um, the the American Statistical Association is a great resource for people to reach out to. Also a great way to connect with other data people. I mean, that group, um, the people that you're able to interact with are data scientists, statisticians, data analysts, business analysts. So I feel like that's a great resource to connect with. Um, In different cities, they have like meetup groups that are like women who code, girls who code. I think those are actually set up as nonprofits now, but they actually started out as like meetup groups. But most major cities have those doing coding events. So a lot of people will get experiences and I've even done like Kaggle competitions. I feel like it's a good way because they'll give you like a problem to solve and then you will use data that they have because they have tons of data sets but you will use the data that they have and you will analyze the data to try to come up with an answer to the question or to the problem. So I think that's a great way. Going to um, analytics conferences are helpful. You know, you have to, whether you're a mentor or a mentee, and regardless of where the advanced level you are in your field, like doing things like DataCamp or Udemy or Udacity or edX, or Coursera, like all of those are like great ways to like, one, to keep your skills fresh, but two, to learn new things because people are constantly coming up with new techniques. They're coming up with different models to use. So I would say those are like wonderful external things. And then also some people just go and take a class or do a boot camp at a university, like, and there's tons of certification programs out there. So there's, there's something to keep your skills fresh externally. Now, internally though, 
I would say connecting and brainstorming with other data people within your organization. They may not be in your department. They could, again, be an analyst, a statistician. They could be, they could do business research, but connecting with those people is really important. I kind of remember my first job too, out of, out of college, we, it was a group of six of us research analysts and we would all be working on different projects, but we would like brainstorm and be like, you know, we would talk about like different ways that we could look at the data or visualize the data or how we wanted to report it out. It was just kind of neat having that network of six analysts that could just kind of go through and just, you know, talk about whatever challenges they were seeing with the data, because you learn a lot from talking with other people and interacting. Like, I feel like data analysis and data analytics doesn't really sit in a bubble. Like it mm -hmm. can definitely expand out and you can connect with others. I would also say, because it goes back to the business acumen area, but like connecting with subject matter experts who can help you understand the information or the research that you're analyzing, the data that you're analyzing, I feel like is super important. I can't stress that enough for people who are just like, if you're coming out of college and you're ready to go in the business world, or if you are switching fields and you know, you're doing something completely different, Anytime you go into a research project or do research, like it's very important to understand the material that you are researching. Um, it really helps you point out like any flaws in the research. Um, it also helps when you're setting up your research questions to make sure that you're asking the right questions because if you're asking the right questions, you'll get the data that you need to answer those questions, those research questions. And then bouncing ideas off of others in the organization. Again, they, they could be in the data field. They could just be a subject matter expert in the organization, but definitely key to a good mentoring process. Your mentee may, again, not get all the information from you. They may, you may direct them to some other individuals who can also help support their mm -hmm. learning efforts. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to close out by asking you about your your favorite or most surprising tips, tricks, keys to success when it comes to teaching data analytics skills on the job, like really on the job is as, as, as practical, tactical as you can think of. Um, what are some of those? So one would be to really just, you know, jump in there. And I would say in terms of being a mentor to a mentee is like, it's really important for you as a mentor to help build up the mentee's confidence. I think that's the biggest thing I've seen with different mentees is that they've done the foundational work, they're working on projects and they actually know the stuff, but getting them, like that's like a really challenging thing is getting them to like be confident in what they're doing because they actually know the stuff, but they're still like kind of questioning it. Mm -hmm. So I would say like helping them gain their confidence and like, again, that you can do that with like feedback, constructive feedback to them. I would also encourage having people create an analysis plan. So down to the research question, the hypotheses, the like different variables that they want to use to look at the question, laying that out and then letting your mentee actually go through and say, okay, this is the type of analysis I'm going to do to answer this particular research question. And this is what I think I'll see. And this is the type of analysis that I would do for this other research question. So laying that out, I feel like is very helpful because then you as the mentor can go back and look through what they have, they've commented on or what their plan is and say, yes, this works. Or you can ask, like, I think it's really important to ask questions and kind of like poke at what they want to do to like challenge them. Like mm -hmm. 
say, so why are you doing this? And hey, did you think about doing this other type of analysis? Um, I think those are all very key in making your mentee be very successful in analyzing data and also get to a point where they're very confident. Make them defend their, uh, their analysis plan because, you know, a, a lot of people will come and ask questions. When you're doing business research and you're communicating the data back, people may come back with questions and say, well, did you think about this? Or did you look at this? Or they may ask about your sampling or your demographics that were used. And you should be able to speak to that. And you want to make sure your mentee is comfortable elaborating on and defending the work that they have done. Awesome. Uh, one, one sneaky bonus question. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit dreamy, so I hope you won't mind. But I know there must be so many challenging moments in a mentoring relationship, especially one around data analytics. There's so many points where the mentor might say, I just can't like figure out another way to explain this to you. Or the mentee might just say, I, I don't know why I keep making the same mistake. So what's something that you might say to yourself to remind yourself and maybe your men mentee as well, that this is all going to be worth it? I would tell them never give up. And you will definitely figure out the answer to your question. So Mercy, like that, that example was like so interesting that you threw that out there because I'll never forget my first statistics class. And it was actually, it wasn't the professor, but it was a TA and she was doing a training in, uh, I think it was in SAS. I was learning how to use the SAS tool. And like, I had like left off like, a comma or a period or, or something I needed in the syntax. And she goes, I don't understand why you don't understand. <laughs> and, and honestly, I was so frustrated. I felt so beat down that day because like she couldn't explain to me like what was wrong in this. Instead of saying, hey, you missed a, a decimal or you missed a, a comma. She just goes, I don't understand why you don't understand. And I feel like being patient with your mentee and just kind of taking a step back and remember like, okay, there are times when there are things that I didn't understand and I had to figure out. And when it's new to someone, you have to like give them that opportunity to one kind of think through and figure out, okay, this is like, I need to like readjust. I need to be agile. I need to be flexitive, flexible. I may need to switch um, what I'm doing. And that kind of goes back to when I was saying like one of the skills is like being very creative. Like you may have to think about doing something in a way that you haven't before. Mm. And it's okay to do that. Like, it's okay. You have to give the mentee that leeway to take time to process the feedback that you're giving them and to go forward and like think, okay, I'm going to do it this different way. Mm. And you have to just be, I would say be patient and like, you're not going to necessarily know everything up front. Like it's a learning process. Um, when I've done like some of the Kaggle competitions and I've met with um, some, some of the different data groups here in Houston, like we're all like balancing ideas off of each other and like, well, maybe I should like code this this way to get this answer. So like I would just say patience and then being there to answer as many questions as you can of your mentee. Typically, people have a lot of questions when they first start out. And even though you think some of the questions may be like easy or whatever, give them their opportunity to ask the questions 
and listen to them and get feedback because everyone's in a different place too. That's something I've learned about mentoring different people. Different people have different skill sets, which again goes back to assessing that in the beginning. So just making sure that you have assessed and understand your mentee's place and where they are in their knowledge of data and analytics. And yes, some people will ask some very like, if they, if they haven't really had statistics before, they may ask more generic or very basic questions. And there are some people who will ask you the most advanced questions. And mm -hmm. sometimes you can answer them and sometimes you may not be able to. And again, that's okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod today, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love talking about data. So anytime, I'm <laughs> happy to have these fun conversations. Awesome. Well, once again, I'm Mercy Harper. Thanks for listening to this APQC podcast. To learn more about our research, please visit apqc.org, and we hope you'll have a great rest of your day. Mm -hmm.